Hi, it's Nigel again. Um, if you are listening to this, that means that you are listening to the old style of the podcast. Um, you may like the old style of having it split into two pieces, but I know some of my listeners didn't. So what I've done, I have created the option for you to be able to listen to everything all in one go. You don't have to wait till next week. You could get it now. Uh, at the moment, it's just on Spotify. We'll be coming on Patreon as well. Um, costs you... Was it three quid plus the VAT, I think it is, um, over a month. And that means you get the whole thing all in one go. So uh, the other advantage, that'll be coming out on a Sunday. This one, you will notice, have just come out Monday. Wouldn't make a make big difference, really, but there you go. You've got it. Um, you've got that choice. Helps me uh, in, invest in um, uh, better equipment and uh, maybe... Uh, a few other bonus items going forward. So if you can spare essentially a cup of coffee uh, once a month uh, and you get the benefit of getting it earlier and getting it all together. So um, pop along to Spotify, uh, have a look in there where it is and there's there'll be a, a little lock sign against um, one called number 132 slash 133, uh, John Henny, the voice coach. And that's the combined one. And you should be able to click on there, do what Spotify tells you to do to register and put all your payments in um and uh, yeah that's it and uh, the, the only thing if you have done that and you do do it i don't know if i get details on it yet it's very new so send me um a ping me a message through whatever medium uh, you can get hold of me and you'll get a mention on the show so again thanks very much and uh, let you carry on with the show cheers now Well, interesting uh, conversation here that I'm going to talk about. This week, uh, last two weeks, I have been pretty busy running around with different things and my wife's doing a lot of the work. Uh, planning parties, birthdays and all that for our two daughters who are birthdays are a week apart. So one of them's birthdays tomorrow, one of them was last Tuesday. There's different parties going on and different present stuff and all that sort of thing. Different members of family and friends coming in. And I realised this morning, sitting there thinking, oh, last night was a pain in the backside. But we had uh, a, a number of uh, guests staying over uh, for a sleepover with my youngest. Um, that myself and my better half hadn't communicated very well. We hadn't talked about it, we hadn't put a plan together. And um, I realised that these party planning activities are not following the same disciplines I would do if I was doing my projects. Uh, they say that most mechanics' cars are not running very well and things like that. I don't know if it's true or apocryphal, and I don't know if I'm the uh, same with my projects. Uh, it just makes me think that, again, it re-emphasises re the, um, uh, the life skill that project management is. And uh, uh, Nara and I talk about this in this uh, interview around how... Um, getting our kids to know how to do stuff and think about projects, breaking them down and planning and getting things done at the right time. And if I'd done that, I would not be in a situation last night where at half past 10, 11 o'clock, whatever time it was, we were pumping up beds uh, for kids to sleep on. Um, if I'd been sensible, I'd have organised that and done it in the morning. But that's how it goes. Um, sometimes you're running around. Um, rest of the time, what's been going on? Not a great deal. Uh, 
working as usual, podcast interviews, um, been fighting. This episode wasn't due to be issued this week, it was going to be another one, which I'm still trying to recover um, from way on earlier in the month, in the year, I think it was May, um, and I thought I'd recovered it and I'd failed. So, um, but back to the drawing board on that one. So bringing Anara in, had a couple of great interviews um, over the past few weeks and some more lined up. I've now, well, if I can fix the other one, I've got all the interviews lined up for the full year. So we'll have uh, some great content for you uh, leading up to Christmas and then you'll get my, me whittling along on my own for the final Christmas slash New Year episodes, um, which is great. It's nice to be in that position. It makes me relax a little bit. Uh, but I've still got interviews to do leading up to New Year, so um, we'll have a few in the bag ready for next year as well. So, um, with that, I haven't got a lot to say this week, so I'm going to let you get on and listen to my interview with Anara. Enjoy! So, I have a number of sponsors, affiliate links, um, in the way that it's set up, um, that have kindly allowed me to uh, um, share their services, really. The first one um, is Mike Link, and Mike runs PM online PM courses, and it is a great resource for um, getting those fundamentals of project management uh, trained, reasonably priced, uh, and Mike um, presents it in an accessible and um, uh, clear manner. Um, you can check out some of his um, uh, videos on, on his YouTube channel and kind of give you a view of where they are. But um, the, the code for that, if you go to nigelcreaser.com slash online PM courses or all one word, lowercase, that'll redirect you to it. Um, there's varying different levels that you can um, buy. You can buy individual courses, you can buy pathways as well, if you like. Um, and I get a kickback off those. Uh, Mike kindly uh, shares me that. So um, if you do jump on and use it, I hope you find it really useful. Um, I think he has money back guarantees and things like that as well. So there's a very limited risk um, on that. So. Uh, Jump on that, and that again is nigelcreaser.com slash online PM courses. And enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the show. Um, today, I would like to welcome Anara Asilbekova, which I hope I've got right. I think I have. She's nodding. Um, uh, she is a portfolio manager currently working in healthcare in the United Arab Emirates. Uh, she's been managing COVID response and technology portfolios both for healthcare, fintech, and has done several agile transformations globally. She is also a creative facilitator at agilementum.me, where she uses Lego Serious Play, Wicked Problem Solving, and Value Stream for teams and company transformations. Uh, she is a PMI chapter. Kazakhstan leader as well and she is now a candidate for a doctorate doing research into AI in portfolio management which I think I'm sure we'll touch on co-author of the Mastering Solutions Delivery book and together with her husband and kids wrote a book Little Project Manager the project of creating my first book in seven days so Anara welcome to the show thank you thank you for having me 
It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Just have a little bit of a bio there. Just tell people a little bit more about you and um, where you're from, kind of where you grew up, where you are now, and things like that. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm from Kazakhstan originally, so I'm in Kazakh. Um, I have about 20 years of experience, uh, mostly in the project management and uh, portfolio management. Been doing projects uh, in Kazakhstan, in the fintech mostly. Uh, also been working in India, Czech Republic, and some other countries for the project execution. And uh, since pandemic started, I'm based in uh, UAE, been working in Abu Dhabi for the COVID response projects, and then moved to Dubai. So currently I'm in Dubai yeah. <laughs> with my family and kids. Brilliant. So yeah. uh, obviously we um, we connected on, on LinkedIn, um, and I think it was, uh, I can't, I'm trying to remember whether it was me who contacted you or you who contacted me, but we, uh, it was around your the book, the, the little project manager for the book of creating my first book in seven days. And I kind of tell us a little bit about that and why you wrote that. Yeah, so um, we've been volunteering for the PMI chapter in Kazakhstan, uh, me and my husband. So I've been a disciplined agile champion and he's been uh, part of the board. Uh, a board member. So uh, we've heard from the PMI, the initiative, that they would like to start teaching project management for the kids. Yeah. So we had that seat in mind. And uh, while our kids was growing, they've been saying that they want to do some kind of stuff. Uh, they wanted to make a video like a bloggers. Most of the kids do when they play, they record it, and they yeah. want to put it to the YouTube. Uh, they wanted to write a book. They wanted to create a board game. So um, they've been coming to us asking on how it would be better to do that. And we immediately thought that it would be a good idea actually to teach them the skill of making it um, with the project management uh, tools or the frameworks so they would understand the, the principles and uh, they would learn it while doing the fun stuff. And uh, maybe that skill will then embed in their mind and will help them in the future. As you said, the project management is a life skill, right? So, and we we had that in mind all the time. <laughs> so, we've been doing um, initially. We had a Scrum board, then we had the Kanban boards. We've been using uh, a different tools, and we've been doing those uh, those projects, uh, a little small, different kind of projects that together with kids. Um, then one day, my husband came saying that, oh, there is actually people interested in this subject uh, and they've been heard that how we've been doing it with the kids. So they, he came up with an idea, let's, let's write a book. <laughs> yeah. And um, he drafted uh, the first version. Then we came to our kids. Uh, they read it. Um, they simplified the language because they've been coming and saying, Oh, that's not clear. Or actually this was done differently. So they've put a lot of ideas around. Uh, the small one, Daniel, was saying that, oh, I actually like putting a ticks. <laughs> Let's put the ticks against each of the tasks that we do. So we added ticks. Uh, then we um, asked other kids what their interest is, because the first book is about uh, writing a book um, by the kids. So different kids had a different um, interest. One of them wanted a, a car book. The other wanted about the cats, the dogs, um, the mermaid, right? So we added those uh, different templates for the kids so they would be having it 
um, based on what they wanted to, the book uh, be about. So that that that's the story. And um, we, when we published actually the book, uh, we've got a lot of interest from the project management community. So we received a lot of uh, recommendations, and uh, um, we've received a lot of. Uh, interest as well from the school so we have a reference written by Daniel's teacher a reference written by the headmaster of the school so I would say that uh, it's a success and as a result um, we've got an interest to translate it to the Arabic um, to translate it to the Kazakh language because they wanted to have a version in in own language right to to teach so the project management um, project managers who are parents, they've been coming to us and saying, oh, actually, it's a good way to explain to the kids what kind of work we do. Yeah. So if the kids would be learning the project management, they would be understanding, oh, my mom is actually project manager, so now I know what she's doing. And that's a kind of uh, a surprising feedback that we've got on the way of um, releasing it. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's, it's, it, I noticed, because I was looking at... Um, uh, I haven't got a book copy of the book yet, but I will get one. And I was, uh, I see you've got some, some, uh, some, uh, what's it called, the uh, recommendations on the back. Then you got America De Pinto from PMO Global Alliance in there. He's like obviously a big, big hitter in the, in the PMO and then the project management uh, community. Uh, looks yeah. after the um, uh, the Global PMO Awards and runs that as well. Yeah. And, a true jewel, he says, encouraging kids to dream big and go on their own creative journeys. I greatly enjoyed and enthusiastically recommend this book to young readers and their families. And I've got, I've, I'm not sure how um, your, how old your kids are. I've, I've got a, a 17 year old and an 11 year old, and both of them are authors in waiting. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, I've tried to. Uh, instill some project management discipline in them and teach it so it's always kind of being a bit like um oh dad kind of conversations when it's like what we're going to do okay well (laughs) i want to to do this it's kind of well well, what do you need for it what do you mean i just want to do it yeah yeah but so break it down break it into components yeah (laughs) eat the elephant and it kind of then i i get the hand to my face go away um, but what, I remember we did it, and I've mentioned yeah. it on the show a couple of times, we did it quite a while back. We were doing quite a lot of work in our garden, and we are doing it as a team, the four of us. And uh, I, we've got three windows um, in our kitchen. And I yeah. just looked at it, and I thought, hmm, right, post-its, <laughs> backlog, <laughs> yeah. to, to do, doing, done. And started sticking them yes. all up there, and it's just like, right, we've got a wind using a window. You don't need a fancy whiteboard, you don't need a fancy Jira or anything. Yeah. Kind of, if you've got three windows or three spaces, and you? you can you can build a Kanban board, and you can use it. And yeah. and I encouraged um, all the family. Uh, in fact, is we started using Trello. Uh, other um, mm-hmm. Kanban boards are available, um, but we started using Trello. Uh, and I think one of my kind of prouder moments is when uh, my eldest. She'd been at school and she'd been scribbling something. She was doing something on her phone. I said, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just putting this on my Trello board. And she uses her Trello board for ideas at school, ideas for this. What do you mean? The she's like me. You know, you start using it and you end up with these hundreds of different boards to capture ideas on. 
Yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah. that's, that's good. It's, it's kind of, because, and, and you said it, I've said it so many times, and, and you said it as well, is the ability to look at a task, understand what you've got to do, or understand what you don't know what you've got to do, break it down, work yeah. out what needs to be done by when, and what happens before, etc. all that is yeah, a skill. Yeah, exactly. And there's only one place, yeah. really, in, when I see in the school curriculum, that's made me be in uh, date with it a lot, the, where you actually follow something like that. You don't necessarily create it, but you follow something like that. And that's cooking. Mm-hmm. When they yeah, do the cooking exactly. and you're following a recipe and the method, it's a project plan. Yeah. It? It's, it's, that's a, true, true. You, that's a, a, you've got your, do this by this day, do it for this long, here's the sentence all within there. And, and I think that's the only time that people see it. And yeah, and we also try to uh, teach them the, the language of the project management as well on the way, uh, how we do it. So they just uh, come and say, oh, mom, there is a birthday. My birthday is coming in two months. I want to celebrate it. It's like, okay, let's, uh, let's define what we need to do. So let's put a scope around it. What's the timeline we have? They're like, oh, two months, okay. Uh, what do you think you need to do? How you need to prepare for your birthday? He's like, oh, I need to prepare a list of the guests. Uh, I need to find out the place. So by guiding them with the questions uh, around it, and then they actually smart, right? Yeah. They know what needs to be done. And they just uh, came up with the scope, then they came up with the plan. Um, they understand uh, what kind of constraints we might have. And uh, that that's uh, that's the way how we can teach them. And then it might help them to understand that if you want to do something, you need to plan, you need to understand what you need to do. Um, you need to understand if you have a budget for that, if you need someone's help. So you can build up your project team right (laughs) and then get get a help to do that activities and that's exactly what we have uh, reflected in a book it's just they do an activity they write a book they uh, make a short film or they uh, do the party and they they just follow the steps and at the end of the book they would understand that oh actually i've done the project i've achieved (laughs) And uh, that's the time to celebrate it with my friends and the parents and everyone who helped with the project. Brilliant. So you cover it from, from, from the whole thing of defining it through to the celebration of the success, which is something that seems important as yeah. well, isn't it? Because sometimes we get through projects and that remembering to celebrate because it's just as project managers, you, you, you're usually... if or I find quite often you're delivering a project and you know that you or your manager or someone in the area has seen that that project's coming to an end. We've got this project coming. They usually overlap. So you're in the middle of trying to understand and get to grips with the next thing while you're finishing off the last thing and filling in the lessons learned template that you have to, that needs to get filed in somebody's drawer and never get looked at. And that chance to celebrate and you'll see things say in organization with it's coming up to Christmas. Well, there's Christmas celebrations going on. So you can't, and then those celebrations yeah. and that, that, yeah, we did this can really drift to one side. And I think again, with my kids, they've got, um, uh, music. It's the thing they do a lot of, and they, they, um, 
doing music exams and doing things like that. And, and I think it's important to, when they've done the work and they put it, uh, that hard work in, because that's a project in itself. If you think about yeah. it, they've got yeah. so much to learn, they've got lessons to go through, and uh, uh, we, yeah. we battle with them sometimes on getting them to do the practice. Um, though they seem to love the music when they are doing it, it's just getting them to do it. But we're all a bit like that, I think. And I think... Um, yeah, it's always about uh, putting a milestones and uh, yeah, not forgetting to celebrate it. It should be fun, yeah. first of all, especially when it's done with the kids. Um, they should be entertained. They should be motivated and interested to do that, right? And uh, it's their idea um, to do the stuff. And then celebration is, is the great achievement that they have accomplished something. They have a result. And that's uh, that's really important for them to step into the next project with um, more confidence and uh, with the feeling that they can do it. And celebration gives them that feeling that they can actually do it. Yeah, because I think it's good because it ties emotion, doesn't it? A positive emotion to the hard work. Because sometimes when getting stuff done, there's a little bit of discomfort, isn't there? And, and you need to have that, that yeah. positive reinforcement so that you... That, that, that inner chimp can actually sit there and go, actually, I, you can pitch to that inner chimp the, the benefits of it and remember last time True, kind of yeah. thing, isn't it? Um, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a feeling of the fulfillment as well, yeah. right? Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's, it's interesting to think about... Um, it's the phraseology used at the schools that I've heard is they're doing a project book or they've got a project or something like that and 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 I've said it before but you you watch things like Dragon's Den or The Apprentice The Apprentice sorry and, and they, they give people uh, they make people pre uh, project manager and it's like they're not project managers they're just team leaders stop it and I get really annoyed with that phrase being called project manager they, they, they haven't got a yeah. they haven't got a Gantt chart in their hand or a Kanban board so they can't be a project manager yeah <laughs> but that aside um and for regular listeners they'll be fed up with me saying that um but it, i think that there's a um uh i'm trying to think what i'd say that that whole thing is structured around project about those things you've got to get you've got to do something for a specific piece and we and i yep. think some kids will probably do it really well they're really organized and they get on with it and they've got the natural uh capabilities of breaking down stuff but and if yeah. you watch a kid doing something if you I don't know, you, you piece of lego that's, your lego instructions is is the same as well you kind of go through it and you follow that process it's that defining the process i think some some of us are naturally good at following a set of instructions some of us yeah. are naturally as, as humans are are comfortable just not knowing what's going on and just winging it but that they're kind of yeah. it's kind of uh, and, and in both of those extremes, if you like, is there's a, one extreme where someone would like someone to give them all of the instructions and they'll just follow them. And then at the other end, oh, we don't need the instructions, yeah. let's just see where we get. And that's where the, I think in between we've got this this need of a capability to create those instructions and then follow those instructions. You follow your own instructions and your own plan. And I think kids don't necessarily recognise the benefit of that but when and remember it when they do do it how good it is and it's it's kind of uh, with with the experience from your your side of it what 
when you mentioned that uh, Daniel's teacher um, was saying it was really good, what was it that they that they said about it? What was it that that they found was different and about using this book? Um, first of all, it's um, it's a structure, as you said, so um, easy guidelines uh, that kid can follow. Um, to to do that right and as you said uh, kids are different some of them can independently do that and the language of the book um, at least the first one that is for the creating an own book uh, is written in a way um, the five-year-old kid would understand it uh, we've tested it several times and uh, we've got a feedback and the language was tailored by <laughs> daniel who's been at that time five-year-old right um but it's also important to remember, it's just a kid. So uh, the parent is there to, to help and to facilitate it. Um, it. We kind of forget that uh, we expect quite a lot from the kid, uh, but they actually copy us, right? So if they see that uh, we do it in a more structured way, um, they see that we plan the stuff, uh, they see that we... Um, put those stickers on our board uh, in order to understand what should be done and then move them around, they would follow that as well, uh, unintentionally, unconsciously, right? They will just uh, observe how you're dealing uh, with your projects, uh, with all those activities that you do, and uh, they would copy it. And the parent is there not only be an example for the kid, but also to help kid to achieve that uh, result as well. So if it's uh, a bit challenging for the for the kid to do um, his or her first project, um, we our help is really essential. It, it's us who describe them why it's uh, better to do it um, within the framework of the of delivering a project rather than making it haotic, and also we can propose them an instruction how to do it better, right? And uh, our book really helps in that. With the examples, that's uh, very easy for the kid to understand. Brilliant. So, uh, I'm just thinking about... Um, sorry, that's just gone. That whole thought, just train of thought. I just think about what you just said there, and my train of thought completely lost me. But I'm just looking now at the message from you guys on there, that you, you've kind of got your, your two kids there and the pictures in there. Um, it was just a, a curiosity yeah. one. That was really who who did the illustrations for you? Because it's a, for those who are not listening. Well, you can see the book behind your head, can't you? Hey, for those on on YouTube, it's yeah. uh, behind the Nara's right right side <laughs> there. Um, there's uh, it's a picture book, obviously. And um, so, so, who did the illustrations for you? And how did you go about getting finding someone to do the illustrations and so forth? Yeah, that that's the journey as well on itself. So. Um, I've been using um, Fever uh, to find out an illustrator for the book. So the first three version was failing. <laughs> it wasn't exactly uh, what we wanted to do. But then we found an amazing illustrator uh, from Ukraine, Alina. And uh, yeah, she, she understood straight away what we wanted to achieve. And we've said, like, we want our faces and the faces of our kids uh, managing the project. So... In all the pages of the book, you would see illustrations from her um, for the different project management activities. Yeah, I like. 
So yeah, it's it's an amazing. Yeah, I'm just looking at the pictures. Here. It looks really nice. I really like the style of it, and it's really uh, it looks really accessible to the kids. I can see that, and you get your notes for parents in there and things like that. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's a hand drawn because some of the freelancers they've been oh we create just send us a photo we'll create for you an AI images yeah. or uh, already images that will be doing what you wanted to be illustrated right. Like we actually want something real. Yeah. I can see that because so I, I love. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to grill you on AI and portfolio management and all that in a, in a little, in a little bit um, because it's an area that I'm, I'm fascinated with, uh, as we all are now. Um, I, I was just thinking about that where you've got the um, the benefit of what it can do. I've been doing some generation for for book ideas and things like that. Um, my my eldest was doing um, uh, sort of fan fiction around uh, Marvel characters, and there was one character, one scene, and, uh, the, okay. and I said, "Well, why don't we do this?" And, and and we we kind of looked to do it like a little bit of a graphic novel kind of view. And whilst it wasn't perfect, okay. what I asked for a prompt using just just um, Bing was kind of like it's a really good really good start point of where you could get these things and you could have like a, a five, six, seven picture cartoon. Um, if it could stay, the only thing I found, I couldn't get it to stay consistent. But you could have done like, I don't know, a couple of speech bubbles and and you're away and you've got it. And it was, I was like, something I could never have dreamt of doing myself, being uh, I'm not particularly uh, arty. I do a bit of, can play around with a little bit of a pencil, but I wouldn't say I can draw um, uh, to that level. Yeah. I just thought it was amazing what what it can do. So it's it's, but I can see where the benefit of having that um, nat- naturalness of the the, the hand drawn because there is that there's the imperfections, isn't there, that make it yeah more real in some ways, uh, and and it has a yes. different feel to it when you've got those imperfections in it a little bit. Um, and I remembered what I was going to ask you actually I was thinking about you you saying there that um, you uh, you were both kind of uh, hopefully modelling for your children in your behaviours in how organised you are yeah. as project manager um, in your own life but I, I wonder because I wonder there's the the sort of story that the fact you get um, every mechanic's car's broken down and not working very well because they're really good at the job but not very good at looking after their owns and all finance people's money's in in trouble and I I just wonder whether it's and I sometimes find myself not organising and kind of planning something in a structured manner that I would at work Mm -hmm. or even sometimes with little you have some tasks at work where you don't do it you don't you you manage a team and get a whole project and you get them organised and then you're doing one little pro- yeah. self thing that you're doing, and you don't organise yourself. Did you? Do you and the, yeah, yeah. Um, your husband, Timo, your, your husband? Do you two? Do yeah, are Timo. you are you paragons of virtue that you everything you do you always plan, or or do you let yourself slip sometimes? I think you guessed it correctly. Um, I'm a PMP and PFMP certified, and they have a bunch of other certification. He's PMP certified, and um, as you said, everything that we do, we do it as a project. Yeah. <laughs> and that's funny <laughs> because our friends look at uh, how we do it and there's like, how you find the, how you're not lost in all the project or all the activities that you do? Yeah, because it's structured, <laughs> because it's really yeah. organized in a way. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's, 
Yeah, yeah, so, so, so always wonder, wonder whether people do do that. I remember I worked for a boss many years ago, and the thing that he used to do is the first thing him and his wife would do on a Saturday morning was work out what jobs they needed to do, go and yeah. do them jobs, and then have the rest of the, after the weekend off. I'm kind of like, Saturday morning, I think, ah, oh, I've got no work. Ah, oh, I can relax a little bit, and then <laughs> potter around, I might do the odd podcasting. But then, and then I sit there thinking, oh, it's Saturday, Sunday yeah. morning going, oh, I haven't quite recorded the intro for the podcast for this week. I need to record that quick. And uh, it's, yeah, I, I find I'm a little bit yeah. the opposite way in that I can be quite good at applying it the the and quite vociferous with the... Uh, kind of going if someone gives me a plan that's not in Microsoft project I say it's not and it hasn't got dependencies in it I say it's not a plan but um if you get to that sort of level uh, oh, that's yeah, true. It's, it's funny isn't it Hank? yeah I think the main concept is is the time right the, the resource that you have so um you try to you try to manage yeah. everything yeah I, 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 I'm <laughs> I found I've I've tried to apply with my writing with the podcast a little bit and with um, um, with some of my uh, sports stuff so judo and my um, running kind of planning out my training plans and things like that and and try to apply them to those. Mm-hmm. But I, I, one of the things I find really really useful in all these instances, but is that exercise and sometimes you can get lost in it actually that exercise of sitting there and working out what needs to be done working out that in quotes work down break structure work breakdown structure and the dependencies and kind of a view of how long things might take and yeah there's a real pleasure in doing that i find and and, and i alluded yeah. I, did you ask me whether you said it was daniel who said he liked the ticking things off there's a there's a great yeah. pleasure in doing that, but sometimes there's a real danger that you're ticking things yeah. off and you're planning to a level of a detail level that is so detailed that actually you're stopping yourself doing work. Do you do you kind of catch those sort of things within the book and talk to talk to those kind of approaches, or is it more the the mechanics rather than the mindset? Um, it's more on the. Yeah, we, we don't go to that uh, granular level, right? We do. It's a book for the kids, so the we don't want to overload with a lot of um, information and maybe a lot of tools that a kid might not need it. But we do emphasize that uh, kid as a project manager, he or she um, will need a team. So it's not that they necessarily need to do that project delivery themselves, right? So it's about um, embedding in them uh, some other skills as well, like a leadership, like a delegation, like a task assignment, like um, negotiation as well. And we also emphasize, especially for our kids, it's like, don't expect that I would remember everything that you should do, right? <laughs> or everything that you need us to do. So keep chasing us, keep following yeah. up with us. If we have done it uh, for you, or if we still remember it, or do we still plan it? So, and it's amazing how after sometimes you actually um, got in a situation that you've over-promised it, but your kid remembers everything that you've promised and they keep chasing you and you don't have a chance not to deliver it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I like that, that the that skill of delegation which I think is really 
key to a lot of people when they're moving to management leadership but even in, in, in family situations that we can all be guilty of just getting on with it ourselves can't we uh, and, and when you're running yeah, a household I, and I was t- trying to remember who it was I was talking to um, oh it was Alex Kingsbury and, and the, the, they kind of look at what their kids are doing and early on allocate them a task list of what they've got to do and delegate their getting their stuff ready for yeah. school the following day and they're telling yeah. you as well and, and I think that is a, a good practice to go into because as a as a parent yeah. um, you can end up just running around after the kids and they get to the point where they get used to it and and yeah true. unless you but and, you, and the thing is you've got to be willing to go through a bit of pain when you delegate haven't you Bef- before yeah, it works yeah. it's the same pain yeah yeah it's the same pain that you face uh with the team members especially the new team members who joins right and your kids you need to invest your time in order to teach in order to mentor them to do that independently and then um, you need to help them to tailor that skill and then only they can independently carry on and do it themselves so that's the actually trap that most of the managers fall under because they don't want to invest the time to to train to mentor and then they don't have a choice to delegate yeah. it right yeah i think it's that conversation they have around and, and again i haven't quite got it entirely but that's certain leadership kind of approach the way i look at part of that is it, it is making that time to help the person do their job and do their job better and in order for you to do that you must have time available uh, for them to come to you you must um, and yeah. you've and it and it, it and i think there's a tension in organizations a lot of the time where you'll have a person who is the manager and they're so busy doing yeah because they've got they've got to yeah. approve this they've got to do that they've got to do that that yeah. the the organization yeah. gives them so many things to do not necessarily the tools to do it with that well that they don't have the time to be yeah. a, a, a leader you know what i mean you're doing management rather than being a leader and being a leader means that mentoring having yeah the right number of people working for you that you have time to be able to invest because sure. the idea is that you should get stuff done through them not that you should do the stuff and True. that's exactly yeah. the same same thing and, and that's what the thing with the kids it's like see understanding yeah. dependencies understanding yeah. negotiation to get someone to do something getting you i don't know paying your, your little brother or little sister um uh, you can have my yeah. um uh, broccoli if I can have your whatever kind of thing you see it negotiating at the dinner table sometimes yeah. don't you? Yeah, swapping food yeah. um, I remember me and brother you do that a bit you don't like and your parents may not spot you doing it but at least the plate's clean and the parents are happy aren't they um, and I think it's it's mm-hmm. it's a skill that it's a habit actually I think in delegation and I, I break it so quite a lot um, and try to not break it um, but it's it's about yeah. timing. Obviously, it's not. You can't always do it. Sometimes you've got to do that thing where you just got to get on, roll your sleeves up, and get something done, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but other times, it is a case of right. Can you do that for me? And I, I do find myself sometimes just, yeah. especially I, I suppose in in areas where I feel comfortable and know about it and know that I know it really well. 
I'll kind of go, oh, oh I'll, I'll, yeah, sorry, I'll do that. I'll dive into it. And then it, it, I, I need to stop myself doing that more. And it's something I want. I, I do recognize where there are certain things where I should just go, right, can you go and do that for me? And I know it's. I'm going to take it. Yeah. I just, I, I, this week there was something on it. I knew it ended up with me, with them on the phone, and I was cracking through a spreadsheet doing stuff. And rather than me just saying, can you go away and do it? And I spent an hour doing that. And it, it was maybe it's just the pressure of timing and needing to do it. And again, it's sometimes it, that is the case. But I do look, at, I do catch myself better now. Um, but I think it's fantastic teaching those skills and negotiation skills, skills for kids. Because again, negotiation is about influencing. It for me, it's about sales, and that. And we all, all of us are selling always. We're always doing it. Yeah, yeah. Another great sponsor of the show comes in the form of Air Manual. Um, Air Manual is a, well, it's a tool for documenting process, which um, and best practices. um, uh, It's run. It's it's a company formed by Guy, one of my uh, interviewees, uh, Alexis Kingsbury. Essentially, uh, and, I, and I kind of summarised why my view of where we see documentation and my experience has been people will document something, a process, they'll put it in a, a Visio diagram that gets loaded onto a SharePoint site or something similar, and then a bunch of pro- that. So then, once that, that diagram has been shared with senior management, they're happy they have a process in the business. But then the, the detailed procedures underneath it might be in Word documents, in uh, just poorly kept and not linked easily and not updated and what air manual does it allows you to put in a it's a tool for doing this kind of thing you whack it in uh, the service in there get in there put in your process your flow and you build it down to as low a level of detail even to the point of checklists where people can check off they've done it so it creates that um, uh, guided checklists um, easy to create easy to maintain and all in one place and no one's kind of rooting around to find the SharePoint and then when you change to new SharePoint services and all that stuff, it's all there. So if you pop along to nigelcreaser.com slash airmanual, um, there's a bit more detail there and a link there to click on to um, go and get, I think uh, they offer a trial and things like that. So uh, uh, it, uh, it it's something that I think uh, can easily um, reduce the amount of errors, rework, etc. within our organisation. So, um, yeah, take a look. Uh, hope you enjoyed that. But are you thinking, ooh, I wonder what the next bit's going to be? Yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? Um, you heard at the beginning of the show, where I said uh, there's a way around that. So if you're really itching and you want to hear the next bit of uh, this show, uh, jump down to Patreon, have a look, find the one that's got a little lock on it, click on it, and you'll be able to get the second half uh, along with the first half all together. And you you won't get this annoying bit or the annoying bit at the beginning that I just uh, done as well. Um, so, yeah, give it a go. Just doing a price of a coffee. Cheers.
hopefully you enjoyed that interview with Anara and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks very much. Bye. So this is my final wrap up. Every week you're going to hear this. You're going to get bored of it, but you can always click next podcast if so. Um, if you have enjoyed it, if you've listened to this podcast to the end of this uh, show and you think that was great, I'd love to be able to help Nigel. out. Um, there are loads of ways you can do it. Um, the, the first and, and obvious way is to um, share the podcast. Send it out to people. Um, if you if you know colleagues and friends who'd benefit from it, you think they'd enjoy it, just send them the link. Grab one of the links send, or send them to www.nigelcreaser.com slash podcasts. That's ni- www.nigelcreaser.com slash podcasts. And that will push them over to a, um, a Linktree link and it's got all of the different ways they can consume the, the podcast. Uh, if you are feeling generous and have a big bag of cash, you could grab a copy of one of my books. Obviously, um, uh, they're available in all the usual places, and print and, and, and digital. Again, jump on the website, uh, www.nigelcreaser.com shop, and that will give you a list of all the different ways that you can contribute um, and, and grab copies of the book. Also got... Um, links to all my guests' books on there as well, where I get a little bit of a kickback from them. Um, if you are of a sporting mind, um, I have a number through doing some of my uh, judo and, and running uh, antics. Uh, I've managed to secure a few um, uh, affiliate links and affiliates uh, there as well. So in there, somewhere in the sponsors page, there's links to those as well. So clicking onto those and grabbing uh, your if you're with it if you're looking to uh, get super fit then that would be fabulous as well and i get a little kickback from those uh, i have a patreon account it's patreon.com slash sunday lunch pm uh, so again you can ping something in there buy me a coffee or whatever and finally obviously the most important is coming back coming back listen again um because uh the more of you that come back uh the more uh, visibility I get because there's more times that it's downloaded and all the SEO works and things like that. So, yeah, that's it. So, uh, if you can help me out, I would be much appreciated. If you can't, don't worry about it. Thank you very much. Cheers now. Bye. Uh, my latest. The, the latest affiliate that I've got on the show now is Riverside. Um, I use Riverside to do my interviews, Riverside FM. Um, <clears throat> it kind of offers you a whole, if you like, micro studio management producer tool and, and, and goes beyond that. Has a really good free layer. <clears throat> and I, um, I've been using it for a while now. I find it really good when I've had issues, even though I'm not on one of the higher paid levels, the support has been quick responsive and, and, and of high quality and, and people keen to help me. Uh, the organisation seems really good, the product seems really intuitive um, and uh, quality is really good as well. And they, it's, it's a clever way of doing it is when you're, you're recording through your browsers so you've not got loads of 
desktop resources being used compared to some other products that I've used. Um, and what they also do is they do a, um, they stream a, a lower quality version of it up onto uh, as you're doing the interview. So you're not burning bandwidth while you're doing the interview and potentially uh, impacting on the quality of the conversation. Uh, and then at the end, it uploads it, uh, the, the higher quality from your browser. Um, I mean, it, it's just a really good way of doing it. So um, if you are um, thinking of doing a podcast and you're supposed to do a podcast, I, I would recommend using this tool. I found it really good. Best, best of the tools that I've tried using um, today. And you can get that at nigelcreaser.com slash riverside and that will redirect you to uh, my kickback page uh, on their site and there I will get a little kickback uh, from them. So um, take a look. Thanks. Well, it's goodbye from me, Nigel Creaser, and it's goodbye from him, the Sunday Lunch PM. Goodbye. <laughs>